Welcome to the BK Talks Business Podcast. I'm your host, BK, and I am a female entrepreneur with a passion for international business and entrepreneurship. I've run businesses in the Middle East where I've lived for the past 10 years, as well as in my home country, Botswana. I am so excited to bring you this podcast that celebrates the entrepreneurial spirit of women in Africa, the Middle East, and everywhere in between. Whether you are already running a business or just considering taking the leap, this podcast is for you. Get ready for some laughs, some insider secrets, and some business breakthroughs that just might change the way you think about entrepreneurship. I cannot wait to hear about your entrepreneurial journey. So whether you're in a bustling, beautiful city like Abu Dhabi, or a smaller, quieter town in Southern Africa, Grab your favorite drink, get comfortable, and join me on this journey of growth and empowerment. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of BK Talks Business. Topic we're actually getting into today, I really love it. (laughs) I really love anything to do with business operations. And today we're going to be talking about building resilience into your business operations. So as entrepreneurs, we're no strangers to ambiguous or difficult times, right? Market changes, anticipated or unanticipated setbacks and disruptions in the industry, they're all part of the journey. So cultivating perseverance in our businesses enables us to recover from um, failure or setbacks with renewed tenacity and optimism. It helps us as, you know, to focus our attention on the bigger picture, the whole picture, not to lose sight of our goals. The business environment is continuously and constantly changing and evolving. And so in the face of difficulty, resilience enables us to innovate, to accept new possibilities and to adapt to this change. But what steps can we take to make sure that our business operations and processes are optimized for continuity? Resilience isn't just a trait. It's a quality that we can infuse into the very foundation of our business. So what steps can we take to help our businesses weather uncertainty, uncertainties and challenging times. Well, for starters, one of the most effective ways to build resilience is by diversifying your revenue streams. You know, when we rely on a single income source, this can leave your business vulnerable to economic fluctuations or industry shifts. So think about what this can look like for your business. For example, look for opportunities to expand your product or service. Consider what complementary products or services you can launch in addition to your primary offerings. Another way to look into this is exploring new markets. Perhaps you can expand who you serve. Maybe you are primarily in one city Can you go and expand your products or services to another city? And this will definitely take research and careful planning, of course, but it is certainly a way for you to expand your business. 
Another thing that you can look at is looking into partnerships and collaborations. So look for strategic partnerships with other businesses in your industry. Partnerships with complementary products or services can also help expand your reach and access new customer segments. Or how about if you operate primarily offline? If your business is a brick and mortar and most of your clients come into your store or to your office to buy your services or products, consider going digital. Think about embracing e-commerce or digital platforms to broaden your custom base and increase your reach. A second way that we can help our businesses build resilience is to be financially prepared. Building financial resilience is crucial for withstanding economic downturns and unforeseen circumstances. So here are some ideas on how you can build up your resilience financially. For starters, an emergency fund. This is like a financial cushion that acts as your safety net during tough times. So it's a separate savings account that holds money that is specifically for unexpected events like sudden drops in revenue or unforeseen expenses. So having this emergency fund allows your business to continue operations even when there are challenges. So here are a few considerations when you are thinking of building this emergency fund. Think about how big you want your emergency fund to be. A best practice is to save enough money to cover at least three to six month, months worth of operating expenses. So this ensures that you have enough liquidity to maintain your business, even if revenue takes a hit. Uh, consistency. Regularly contribute to this fund, even if it's just a small amount. Initially, constant um, contributions will help it grow over time. And think about the purpose and stick to the purpose. The emergency fund is not for growth or for investments. It is solely for the provision of immediate financial support when there's a crisis. And of course, if you at any point dip into your emergency fund, you have to make it a priority to replenish it once your business stabilizes. So another financial consideration that you can look into in building resilience for your business is cash flow management. This involves overseeing the movement of money in and out of your business. It's all about maintaining a healthy balance between funds coming in, whether it's from sales, receivables, etc., and the funds going out from expenses, payables, etc., etc., Efficient cash flow management help you, um, helps you avoid cash shortages and ensures that you can meet your financial obligations. Create cash flow forecasts to predict how much money will come in, how much money you're expecting to go out in the coming months. So this will help you anticipate potential gaps and plan accordingly. Make sure to send out invoices promptly and follow up on overdue payments. Implementing um, or make sure that you implement clear payment terms to ensure timely collections. Another thing too that you can do is to negotiate favorable payment plans. 
um, especially during economic stability times when things are good and you know nobody's worried about finances or whatever, you can talk to your suppliers um, and they can provide you with an, maybe an extended payment uh, window, which aligns with your cash flow cycle. And lastly, think about your insurance. Insurance is a critical component in your financial preparedness. You know, it safeguards your business against a range of risks and unexpected events that could really result in financial loss. Evaluating and optimizing your insurance coverage is vital to ensure comprehensive protection. I know that insurance premiums are an expense, but think of it as an investment in risk mitigation. You can compare the cost of these premiums to the potential financial impact of loss to determine the value of the insurance for your business. Building business resilience in your operations is an ongoing process, as you can probably gather, right? We don't want to be reactive in this process, but we want to be proactive. That means we have to have a plan. What we need to be looking at and doing is to develop an effective contingency plan or contingency plans to ensure business continuity in challenging times. A contingency plan is a well-thought-out strategy to navigate through unexpected situations. So let's look at how to develop this plan to safeguard your business against potential risks. The first step in developing a contingency plan is to identify the critical risks that could impact your business. Conduct a thorough risk assessment to uncover potential threats such as number one, economic downturns can have a significant impact on any business, small, medium, large. So to prepare for a recession or or changes in customer spending behavior, consider the the following practical strategies, right? We've talked about diversification of products and services, offering a wider range of services or products to cater for different customers, their needs and their preferences. This can certainly help you um, minimize the impact of a decline in demand for specific offerings. We've talked already about building a cash reserve, maintaining a cash reserve to cover essential operating expenses during lean periods. A well-managed cash reserve can provide a financial buffer during those economic downturns. And look into your customer retention strategies. Focus on customer retention or loyalty programs to foster the long-term relationships with your existing customer base. You know, satisfied and loyal customers are more likely to continue supporting your business even during tough economic um, times. Uh, Supply chain disruptions can really impact production and delivery, which affects our ability to fulfill our customer orders. So to address this particular risk, we can implement measures such as vendor diversification, working with multiple suppliers for critical raw materials or products, 
This reduces our dependency on a single supplier and then minimizes the impact of a disruption if it happens from a particular source. Another way that you can manage supply chain disruptions is by managing your inventory, maintaining um, inventory levels to avoid excessive stockouts or overstocking and re regularly reviewing your inventory levels and adjust adjusting based on the changing changes of demand and supply conditions. So you, you really need to look at your metrics and look at what has been popular, what has been selling and make sure that you are well stocked in the things that are doing well and making those adjustments as you see the trends. And finally, communication, collaboration, establishing those clear communication channels with your suppliers, staying informed about pot potential disruptions and building strong relationships, right, with your key suppliers to facilitate that cooperation during those challenging times. You'll find that based on your relationship, your suppliers can tell you when they foresee a problem. And so you are able to then kind of adjust way before the problem actually affects you. Another risk is a natural disaster. Natural disasters um, happen all the time. And sometimes they call physical, they cause physical damage to your business or they somehow disrupt your uh, operations anywhere on your supply chain. So prepare for such events with things like an emergency response plan. Develop any um, a response plan that maybe outlines evacuation procedures, contact information for emergency services, the roles and responsibilities of employees during a service. And of course, this is if you have a... Uh, brick and mortar business or office, these need to be in a place where people can access this information. And another practical step is to develop a business continuity plan. So this identifies backup locations or alternative arrangements for critical operations. In case the primary site or your office is inaccessible? Where do people go if they can't access your office or they can't access information online? Where else is it stored? And insurance, ensure that you have the appropriate insurance coverage, whether it is property insurance, business interruption insurance, protect your assets and cover the cost income during disruptions. Another potential risk is cybersecurity threats. Whether you are small or big, cybersecurity is a risk for every business. So to safeguard yours from data breaches, from ransomware attacks, consider practical measures like employee training. Educate your employees about cybersecurity best practices such as recognizing phishing emails, using strong passwords, because well-informed employees are the first line of defense against cyber threats. Regularly back up your stuff. Regularly back up your information, back up your laptop, back up your computer at the office, back up your phone, 
make sure, you know, uh, critical business data and systems is stored securely and that it can be recovered in case of any cyber incident. And security software and updates. Install reliable antivirus, anti-malware software. Keep all software and systems up to date with the latest security uh, patches. So another thing that we have to think about and we have to plan for, although I honestly don't like talking about it, but it is necessary. Death within the organization or your business is, of course, a sensitive and an impactful event that can disrupt operations, especially if the person lost holds a key position. So to plan for this, the team can identify the key roles and responsibilities. So think about what roles within the organization are critical to its operations. These roles might include the founders, executives, project leads, or individuals who have specialized skills that are difficult to replace quickly. So identify those and Note them down. Encourage cross-training among team members. This involves teaching employees in critical roles about the responsibility, the responsibilities of their colleagues. This way, if somebody is unexpectedly absent, others can step in at least temporarily to keep things going. And maintain comprehensive documentation of processes and systems, procedures and these responsibilities. This documentation can serve as a lifesaver, as a reference guide for team members who need to step in during an unexpected absence, even a planned absence. If somebody has gone on holiday, their work doesn't need to stop. Somebody else can step in and continue the work. Have a clear succession plan. Identify potential individuals within your business who can step up temporarily or even permanently if a key leader is not or is no longer available. In the event of an unexpected um, absence, Think about how you could quickly redistribute responsibilities among existing team members. So this might require adjusting workloads temporarily to ensure that the critical tasks are covered, at least for the short term. And of course, it might be necessary uh, to, to bring in an external consultant or an expert to help bridge the gap you know, created by uh, a key team member's absence. And of course, it goes without saying that this part of the plan includes identifying, you know, grief counseling and support resources for the team. And the emotional well-being of employees is essential, of course, during challenging times. And think about, think too about the legal and administrative matters related to an individual's departure or absence and make sure those are handled appropriately and in compliance with regulations. So those were some of the risks um, that were outlined in your risk assessment. You might identify these, but then what next, right? You need to 
create a response tra- uh, strategy. Once you have identified these risks, now how would you respond? So developing a response strategy for each of these scenarios in your risk assessment. This helps you outline the actions your business will take to minimize the um, impact of this risk. So think about communication protocols, establishing, you know, clear communication channels. How will you notify your stakeholders? How will you notify your team members, your customers, your suppliers during a given um, crisis? Have you identified alternative suppliers or vendors? What about uh, remote work policies? Have you thought about in the event that the team has to work remotely, what policies and IT infrastructure um, will allow your team to do that effectively during those times? What about customer engagement? How will you maintain communication with customers and manage expectations during times of disruption? For example, if we take um, the risk uh, the cybersecurity breach, for uh, for for instance, one way we could plan to respond is to notify the affected customers. We could hire a cybersecurity expert to assess and repair the breach, and then provide ongoing support to the customers or the clients that have been impacted, and of course reassure those customers and clients that have not been affected but have heard of what has happened? Or what if you find yourself dealing with your social media being hacked, which is a significant concern in today's digital age, right? A hacked social media account can lead to reputational damage and so it needs to be taken care of. What happens? What will you do? You could plan to isolate the compromised accounts by changing passwords, revoking access to unauthorized users, reach out to platform security team using, you know, their appropriate reporting channels and communicating with them. They might provide guidance on recovering the account if that is possible. You know, I wish I could say that creating this contingency plan is enough, but this is actually the beginning. Um, the critical step is to test and to regularly update this plan to make sure that it is relevant and it remains effective. Something you can think about is um, conduct drills and simulations to assess the plan's viability and to check if your team is prepared Revise the plan as needed based on what you learn during these exercises. Do you notice any new risks emerging from actually uh, simulating these exercises? For example, think about scheduling regular tabletop exercises with your team, walking through different crisis scenarios. Use these simulations to identify gaps in your plan and obviously make improvements accordingly. The one thing or the last thing we want to happen is to be caught in a crisis and nobody knows what to do, where to get what information. We want to allow, yes, for our human reactions to a crisis, but we also want to make sure that the protocols that we've put in place 
are there and that they support the team during these difficult times. Think too about collaboration and partnerships we can strengthen your contingency plan. Consider joining industry networks or associations to gain access to shared resources um, and expertise during challenging times because this can give you extra or additional support when you need it. And of course, contingency plans provide a structured approach, right? It's essential though to remain flexible and adaptable. Like we said right at the beginning, the business landscape evolves, new risks emerge. So we still need to be flexible. We still need to be adaptable. We still need to remain agile and ready to pivot when things change suddenly. Yes, it's time consuming and it might confront things in your business, in yourself, in your team, but it is well worth the effort because this can help your business respond effectively to unexpected challenges and a well-prepared business and a well-prepared team is better equipped to navigate through difficult times and then emerge stronger on the other side. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something valuable that you can apply to your own business. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review on your favorite platform. Your feedback helps me as I look to improve this show and to reach more entrepreneurs like you. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon. Bye. Bye.